started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. Hello and welcome to Sea Girls Make Do. Uh, a Sex and City podcast that is hosted by me, Alex. And me, Stephanie. And yeah, so I guess this is going to be our kind of Sex and the City recap podcast where we scream about this show from the late 90s, early 2000s and um, have a lot of fun with it. Um, <laughs> so Alex, what's your background with the show have you like you've seen the whole show before yeah I, guess. I don't think I've seen literally every single episode oh um, this is really fun but then. I've seen most of them I could probably tell you like everyone's story basically uh, I watched it when I was like a preteen. I would come home from school and just watch it because I was in the house by myself nice. uh, so that's why my relationships are really healthy <laughs> Oh, oh, for sure. I uh, yeah. only just watched it this year for the first time. I actually just watched it in January. So I'm doing a rewatch like four months after originally watching the show the first time because <laughs> I just love it so much, right? <laughs> um, that so sounds I mean, really like, healthy. Oh, so healthy. And I, I had seen like a couple episodes on, I think it was, I think they sometimes aired episodes on like TBS back when I was a kid and I'd seen like maybe two before. Um, and so like the reason I watched the show is because I was, on a plane home this year and they had it on like as the things you could watch on the plane and um I just I I picked an episode randomly in the middle of season three and I was like this is ridiculous and I love it so the second I had downtime I just like binged the whole show um yeah so um I guess for people who've never seen the show before it's basically a show about four women in their 30s or like early 40s um living in New York City and dating and having this really uh all of some really toxic relationships with men as we do <laughs> as we are suffered as we are afflicted and cursed to do yeah exactly <sighs> um and yeah so it, like it focuses on these four women Carrie Samantha Charlotte and uh Miranda um you said you 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 think you're a Carrie right i mean i th- i feel like Okay, so there was this video on Screen Prison which talked about it. There's so many, like, op-eds about Sex and City nowadays. Yeah. And it was saying that everyone thinks they're a Carrie because Carrie's the most well-rounded character. I, I mean, that's that's debatable. <laughs> like, I guess because she's a protagonist. Um, well, yeah. I, I, no, I flip-flop. I, sometimes I think I might be a Charlotte. Oh, interesting. You're a Miranda though, right? I'm a Miranda for sure. Yeah. Um, when I first started watching the show, I thought maybe I was a Carrie because she, like, like you said, like, maybe well-rounded is, like, that's one way to put it, but I guess she's, like, the least, she's the least, like, like a caricature. Like, that's yeah, what everyone else is. Yeah, exactly. Cause, cause Charlotte's kind of, like, cartoonishly prudish. And then Samantha's thing is that she's, like, the slutty one. <laughs> that's like her thing that's her whole character she's a slut well yeah like that's her character and i love her so much um i do too yeah i love all of them but i mean samantha's like the most fun 
She's the most fun, for sure. And then Miranda's kind of like the cynical, man-hating, like, she's just over it. Um, I had to say, watching the first episode, I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Miranda. I, watching the first episode, I screamed the first time I saw her on the screen because I loved her <laughs> outfit so much. I was like, I want to be this 30s pantsuit, short hair, like, angry about men. Like, this is what I want to be in, like, five <laughs> years. Um, mostly the pantsuit. Um, yeah, she does love a pantsuit. She looks great. And, like, that's her thing is that she's a lawyer and she, like, has her shit together. And then the other ones are, I mean, like, so the other ones kind of have their shit together except for Carrie. They all have amazing jobs. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Charlotte is, like, a an art – like, what does she do? She works in, like, an art – She's – I think she's, like, a curator. Yeah, she works in a gallery. Yeah. Samantha does some kind of business something. She's PR, so she, like – she and I think she's PR for, like, a lot of restaurants and clubs and stuff. Yeah. Which, oh, in yes. New York, I imagine, would make you just a shit ton of money. Oh, for sure. And then there's Carrie. And so, like, that's where the title of the show comes from, is she runs this sex column called Sex in the City, where she basically, like, blogs in a newspaper. <laughs> that's not a thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is... <laughs> she's a journalist. She's, she's a journalist. And basically, she just, like, spills out her entire love life and other people's in this newspaper for everyone to read it. <laughs> Her friends. I can't imagine having a friend who's like, well, guess what Alex did last night? Oh, it'd be traumatizing. And she barely masks, like, the names of the people that she sleeps with when she writes about them. And it's I, it's incredible what she it's gets away with. It's kind of only Big, though. Like, Big's the only one with a nickname. Everyone uh, else is just, like... Big, yeah, Big has a nickname. I don't... I I don't know if she just straight up mentions Aiden at all or any of her other boyfriends, <sighs> but... but- it's kind of wild. Yeah, it's based off the books by uh, Candish Bushnell. Have you read the books? I have not. I haven't read the books, no. But apparently, like, everyone's names are all the other way around. Oh, you mean, like, the, the, there's the same characters, but they have different, like, their roles are swapped, or? They're the same characters, but, like, Charlotte is called Samantha, and then Samantha's called Miranda or something. Oh, that's kind of weird it makes no sense but <laughs> yeah i never read those books but i did read um he's just not that into you which is like was based <laughs> off of the show i read that when i was in middle school and i was like wow this is insightful um i had never dated anyone before in my life at that point <laughs> but um so i guess we should dive into this first episode the pilot oh, of the let's. whole series it's yeah and it's called sex in the city for, which is great for marketing. That's the name of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, like, the opening theme of this show is really iconic. Like, oh, just Carrie with her with her tutu and the like, just the music and the shots of New York City, and and then she gets sprayed by the water. It's like it's perfect. It's a really good theme song. Like, if you're not watching the episode along with us, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but um, mm. maybe just go look it up on YouTube. It's really good. It's a good theme song. The, sh- the show makes me want to just buy a tutu and wear it all the time. Me too. Me too. I have to say, the first episode, I wasn't wowed by the fashion, but yeah. I know we're going to be, and I, I can't wait. Well, within the first five minutes, there's already a reference to Manolo's shoes. So yeah, uh, and but, Breakfast but, at Tiffany's and it's- and Breakfast at Tiffany's, yes. <laughs> but yeah, overall the fashion is kind of like eh. But um, but I know mm. moving forward, there's some really fun things. <laughs> there are some amazing looks. Okay, so it starts off 
it goes from the iconic opening titles to this story about some fucking randos. Yeah. Uh, called it's they're called Tim and Elizabeth, and it's like a we got a voiceover from Carrie, and she's doing a very storybook kind of thing. Yeah, and I thought this was kind of interesting because, uh, like, normally when she's telling stories in her column, they're about her or like her friends but these are just complete randos that we never hear from ever again (laughs) (laughs) i I vaguely remember like there's a lot of times where they're like at a friend's party or something and that friend has never been mentioned before or after yeah it's i don't know i don't know anyway so elizabeth was a writer who moved from london and has an Australian accent. I didn't notice that because I'm so sorry. I cannot tell the difference between an Australian <laughs> and English accent. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, like, I wonder if any... It's okay. Like, clearly no one noticed when they were fucking casting her, but True. she has an Australian accent. I was like, off to a great start. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but, it, you know, that's... I guess for the sake of the story, <laughs> she only has a couple lines, so... <laughs> they could have easily just said, like, oh, she's from Sydney. She could have been from but anywhere. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and she meets this guy called Tim, who's an investment banker or some other horrible rich person job. That's what, like, all the guys in the show do, because they have to be rich yeah. enough to be able to explain what they do for a living and why they have, like, some nice apartment. And so, like, every guy they date has some kind of thriving business, and I'm just like, girls, just fucking settle. Like, these guys have so much money, like. <laughs> I think this is, like, an evidence of us being in our 20s, is we're gonna look at these guys and be like, oh, fuck it, nah. I, I don't want to pay rent anymore, and this guy has so much fucking money. In New York City, you can buy all the shoes that you want, which seems to be the like the main goal that they have anyway, so... I mean, yeah, they are pretty vapid. I don't know why they don't sell. I mean, I can understand having a bit of internal struggle for me personally, but like, mm-hmm. all they really care about... I mean, they've done, they're not the deepest of characters, unfortunately. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Good job, HBO. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The strong female characters. Yes. Yeah, and they have like a little romantic love story, um, and he shows her around an apartment, which I don't understand at all. Yeah, I guess they're like looking to move in together or something, and the realtor is like, oh, do you have a baby? And he's like, not yet. And then they do this little (laughs) look at each other, and she's like, (laughs) and so it kind of like suggests that, you know, they're, you know, getting pretty tight. Yeah, they have like their little white person giggle. Oh yeah, their white person giggle. That is, well, we both did the same (laughs) laugh, but that's what it is. (laughs) It's true, it's true. Uh, (laughs) And then, um... Yeah, and then he says, I want to introduce you to my parents, and then phones up later, yeah. and apparently his mum is sick. Yeah, and then, so they they take a rain check, and then, yeah. and then of course, like, super on the nose when they actually, when, when she calls him back, it's like pouring rain, and she's like, how about that rain check? <laughs> uh, super, super like, on the nose. The yeah. cinematographer deserves a medal for this. Yeah, for sure. I wrote in my notes, like, this guy essentially, like, ghosts her, which I don't think was a term in the 90s, but he just drops off the face of the planet. Yeah, I totally expected Carrie to say, and then he ghosted. And I thought, oh, that's where that word comes from. Yeah, um, that would have made a lot of sense to be one of those words that gets popularized by the show. Because there are a few times in the show where I'm like, this is just a common word and they have to, like, explain what it means. Yeah, like, skinny jeans was a big one. Yeah, there's some weird ones. 
things where I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if the audience was just dumb or if they like were actually making up these things. But yeah, so I guess this intro is kind of like them saying, well, dating in New York City, it sure is bullshit. And Carrie in her in her voiceover says, welcome to the age of uninnocence. <laughs> Which I love. Oh I just God. love Carrie's voiceover so much. It's just such me a staple too. of this show to me. It's so good. Um, and I also just want to comment on like she's sitting at her in her apartment, writing on her computer and like smoking, and she's got this like super yes. '90s look. And I just love everything about it so much. <laughs> well, who's like she's probably she has an ashtray next to her, so she chain smokes. Oh, she's smoking. I, like, just like, before I was chewing on some nicotine gum, and I was like, oh my god, I'm like Carrie. I'm like the carrier of the 21st century. Oh my god, it's wild how much she smokes, and like the amount of smoking there are there is in this show, just like in clubs and in bars and like inside. Um, it's it's so weird. (laughs) It is. I remember talking to someone, and I was like, "Oh, you remember when you could smoke in restaurants?" And they looked at me like I was like I grew up, you know, dirt poor, and everyone around me was smoking like in. old factory were they like 15 years old or something like as yeah. I, okay yeah. <laughs> i remember that yeah because i for sure when i went to restaurants as a kid there was like smoking and non-smoking sections i mean i am like in my late 20s so i guess i was around in the early mid 90s but still like it's wild to me that people don't remember this i know i totally forget i'm yeah oh for everyone listening i'm 21 so we've got a nice little age gap of like you having a few years on me yeah i'm like the late 20s you know got yeah. that you know that late 20s versus early 20s it kind of works yeah exactly we're kind of like samantha to the other girls in the show yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> i'm just gonna start talking about like i don't know something horrible that she talks about like i just funk. Get- yeah, I just get to say like a really good line that just is absolutely disgusting, just so that I can say a really incredible dirty pun. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that's me. I was oh yeah, I was really shocked at Carrie's hair color. I always picture her as blonde. Yes, well she's blonde in the majority of the show, and that's like a huge thing for her. But her hair is like almost this reddish light mm. brown in the. It's pilot. like a bit of an auburn. It's really it's nice, but I was like, who the hell is this? Yeah, like, is this the Sarah Michelle Geller that, or wait, oh my god, Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> sorry, I'm also watching Buffy right now for the first time with my friends, so I'm thinking, like, Sarah Michelle Geller at the same time. Sarah Jessica Parker, is this the Sarah Jessica Parker that I know and kind of love, don't really love, but, um... Appreciate. Appreciate, yeah. I think, actually, I think Sarah Michelle Geller might show up vaguely i want to say she does i don't remember but i mean she was huge in the 90s like she couldn't yeah. show up in this show but i mean exactly. like you know who else never showed up in this show who absolutely should have keanu reeves like <gasps> how was he never like one of carrie's love interests or something like he was he was oh. pretty big in the 90s so oh do you know he should have played himself and slept with samantha oh that would have been so good yeah, like she that. should have been his client or something. I, oh, that would work for me. I would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both pretty big uh, Keanu um, fans. So <laughs> yeah, honestly, he'll come up again. I'm sure. Oh, for I sure. I could talk about Keanu all day. I could. Yeah, there's no way he won't come up. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the other things I thought was really weird about 
like the first episode is I forgot that season one does this kind of weird like talking head type thing with completely random people so like they'll just have like these talking heads with some random guy who's just like like they label him as toxic bachelor and he's talking about like why don't women just settle for the ugly guys and then then Miranda points out that because those guys are just as self-centered as the pretty ones yeah, you might as well just go for the good-looking guys, because, like, these these ugly guys that the other guy's talking about are, like, just as shitty, which, I mean, truth, Miranda. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you, Miranda. Yeah, but, like, they completely drop this talking head thing, like, after the first season, you never see it ever again, which is a good call. Yeah, I absolutely hate it. I really do. I, I don't like Carrie's fourth wall bre- breaking either, where she just... Because there's a bit later on where she's on the phone to Charlotte, and she just looks into the camera, and it's really confusing. <laughs> Just looks into the camera like she's in the office. <laughs> she, but I know it's so weird. This is, for me, the thing about Carrie is it's a little bit more acceptable for her to fourth wall break just because, like, Carrie already has her voiceovers in the first place. But, like, it's still yeah. weird that she's in the middle of a conversation or, like, the middle of a restaurant and she just starts talking to the camera, like, and, and no one else can see that she's doing it. And yeah, the fourth wall breaking is really bizarre after watching the rest of the show where she doesn't do this. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of the show, the sort of narration is kind of, I think it's meant to be like her column. Yeah, But here yeah. It's, just, it's just weird. And oh, this opening Talking Heads thing goes on for so long. Oh, it does. And that, it's so weird. Like, this is how we're introduced to Miranda and Charlotte. Like, two of the main characters of the show were, like, introduced to them talking about men to the camera, like, they're monologuing. And it's it's so weird to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, and I was, I watched it and I was like, oh, Miranda, oh, Charlotte, when's Samantha coming in? And then she doesn't. She never gets a model. She never gets like a talking head thing. I mean, although like she does get introduced, like, like basically there's at the, near the beginning of the show, there's like all four of them together and it's the most them being like so stereotypically exactly their like caricatures as possible like the four of them sitting at a like a club in manhattan and samantha's like talking about having sex like a man and i guess that's that's like the that's the main thing in the episode so like almost every single episode carrie has some questions she's researching for her column and they're almost always just stupid as fuck questions like (laughs) they're just stupid shit about sex like i'm pretty sure there's about like 20 there's an episode a season about like can women have sex like men do oh always and that's like yeah that's the big one this 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 episode and like samantha's like yeah i just like have sex with a man and just don't care about it at all afterwards have no feelings and charlotte's like (gasps) no feelings and then samantha just starts talking about yeah samantha's just like fuck 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 dick Oh, fuck, 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 dick. It's great. And, and Miranda's, like, her kind of cynical, like, I don't know. I guess she doesn't really have anything that's, like, super stereotypically her at this point. But, like, Charlotte and Samantha, for sure, are, like, yeah. very They're contrast. Nose. Like, oh, for sure. This could be an SNL, sh- like, sketch. Just how bang on the nose their characters are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, can we talk about, like, okay, so after the talking heads, it's like uh, we cut to Miranda's birthday party, which is just the bit we were talking about. And, like, for some reason, drag queens bring out her cake and it's never mentioned. Yeah, that's, I don't know if they were just trying to go for, like, in New York, things are just like that. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, That was the thing. I, I think they kind of are, because it is very like, oh, in New, aren't we in New, I think, because the sort of the opening uh 
like weird Tim and Elizabeth thing, they kind of bring up like, oh, it's not like it is in London. We're in New York now. True. And I guess true. in New York they have drag queen waitresses. Yeah, like I which think is cool. I guess maybe it's because they're on HBO and they're just trying to be like, look how much sex we can put into one thing. Like this is what New York City's like and. Have you ever actually been to New York City? Because I never have. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah. So, you know, maybe this is just how it is and we just don't know. Just drag I can't queens. wait to go to New York City and then just be brought cake by drag queens and break the fourth wall. What we need to do is just set up a Patreon for this uh, podcast. And once we get a bunch of viewers, they're going to pay for us to go to New York and do our real research on this show. <laughs> Can we go to Carrie's apartment and not get allowed on the steps? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I can't. That's so stupid. Like, for anyone who doesn't know, basically the the exterior for Carrie's apartment has been cordoned off because so many people just went there and just annoyed the neighbours by sitting on the steps. God, it's just, I mean, yeah, I don't know why anyone would go to New York and that would be like their first thing they'd want to do, but... <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> New York is boring. What else is there to do? Uh, there's absolutely nothing, so might as well... Um... Yeah, it it seems like it's more work to corner it off than to just let people just go and sit there. Let sit but, yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. But, oh, there was a, a great line during this uh, dinner where Samantha's like, we should just fuck like a man. And then Charlotte says, oh, you mean with a dildo? <laughs> I love Charlotte's. My favorite thing about Charlotte is like, she's the super prude person but every once in a while she just says like a word that coming out of her mouth sounds so ridiculous and it's really great i love it <laughs> i love how her mind immediately went to pegging oh just absolutely it's really good <laughs> i mean yeah some like charlotte the girl who is terrified of foreskin is like pegging um <laughs> <laughs> oh, i can't wait until we get to the foreskin bit. oh me too it's really good um <laughs> Yeah, and God, Samantha being like, women having sex like men without feeling anything, and um, like she says this one line where she says, this is the first time in the history of Manhattan that women have had just as much money and power as men, and I'm like, um, are you sure, girl? Like, I think you're, <laughs> I think you're imagining that, but um, yeah, I don't know exactly if that is based off of anything, like... No, it just sounds like one of those weird 90s things where... Because, I mean, I was I was alive in the 90s, but mostly a baby. Yeah. So I wasn't really, like, taking in the pop culture, but it did seem very like, it's the 90s, we can be edgy, we're going to talk about sex on television. Yeah, and in the 90s, at least, I don't know, when I was growing up, I always felt like media was kind of just like, yeah, it's the 90s, women are free to do whatever they want, like, women are just as equal as men, and then I kind of got into my, you know, an adult, and I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute, why were you telling me all this bullshit when I was a kid, like, as if it was true, <laughs> and so that, I feel like that was just the mentality in the 90s, it was just like, fuck everything, we're just gonna do what yeah. we want to do, and, uh, and just say this bullshit that doesn't mean anything and uh women can do anything and it's like well they can do lots of things not everything though not everything I, I mean there's a bit later on where i'm like very uh alarmed but that's right at the end so we'll get there oh i can't wait i'm always alarmed <laughs> <laughs> i'm always very concerned for everyone in this show oh me too 
But yeah, after that, we meet Stanford. Yes, one of, I think, two gay characters in the entire show. Oh, yeah, there are, aren't they? There's, there yeah, are, there's, yeah. I think two, well, I mean, there's other ones, but of ones who are kind of like secondary or tertiary cast, like, there's really only two gay characters who are like, and they're really just like the gay best friend. Like, that's essentially the entire role that they play in the show. They're literally there when, you know, Carrie or Charlotte needs to complain about something and then they piss off. Exactly. When they need, like, some kind of, like, snarky advice that just would be kind of out of character to get from one of the other girls, probably. And mm. also just to be like, oh, we're this woke 90s show where gay people do exist and we show them on the screen twice. But they never really have, like, any relationships. And when they do, they're very, um... There's a couple. Surface level. Yeah, they're very surface level. I mean, they're very secondary characters. Um, no, but I still like Stanford. He's I still like cool. Stanford. He's like this little... Like, I mean, I guess if you haven't watched the episode, like, he's he's this little kind of turtle man, almost. Like, he looks like he's, like, <laughs> late 30s, early 40s, maybe. He's, like, bald. And he wears, like, these kind of, kind of tacky suits. And he's just, like, got that really stereotypical kind of, like gay man voice that like so you know he's gay right because otherwise you wouldn't know um they have to do that <laughs> we have to and, tell you that he's gay oh yeah like otherwise you just you'd be so lost um um but anyway yeah so like they go for i guess brunch or something like that and um they're sitting there together and stanford is like notices that there's this guy behind her and it was this guy that she i guess slept with when she was like 27 29 31 so she Mm -hmm. keeps she slept with this guy a bunch of times and he's like the best sex she's ever had but apparently he's like a total scumbag and so stanford's like no 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 no, don't even think about it um but he looks like a total scumbag so they did great in that department that is a great casting job he looks like in like super super like late 90s scum boy where he's got like this hair that's kind of gelled up and he looks like he's like the most baby-faced boy of all time Um, he doesn't even look old enough but he's he's smoking yeah and i was like oh my god he's smoking inside what a rebel and then i realized that you could just do that in the 90s yeah you could just do that and she like takes a drag off his cigarette oh yeah because she because she gets up to say she's going to the bathroom right after stanford points him out and then she he's like don't you dare and uh she walks over to him she doesn't go to the bathroom at all uh she walks over to him and she starts kind of like flirting with him and like taking drag off his cigarette and um they decide that they're gonna meet up later and carrie like in the meantime she's like also talking to the camera (laughs) it's very it's weird yeah this guy's name is uh, kurt harrington i wrote it down he looks like the kind of guy who has like no chest hair but it's because he just never grew it not because he shaves it or waxes (laughs) it like he's just like i i hate it so much i just (laughs) i really dislike this guy i really i I know, I hate him. So I guess, like, Carrie's idea is that she's doing an experiment. She's going to meet up with him later, and she meets him at his place, and she has sex with him, and she's like, I'm sleeping with him like a man. So, like, he finishes and says, like... No, wait, look, he doesn't even finish. Oh, no, sorry, yeah. He goes down on her, and then he's like, my turn, and she's like, I've got to go. Yeah, he finishes on her, and then she's like, peace out, and leaves, and he's like, wait, (laughs) what? what <laughs> which oh is like hey that's that's pretty iconic like that's pretty great like i i love it but like i feel like the unrealistic part of this is like i mean i guess he is the best sex she's ever had so like i'm not surprised that he 
I don't know. Like, at the same time, I'm like, really? This guy went down on you first? <laughs> like, okay. Am I supposed to believe this? But, and um, then, like, the weird thing is he's so confused. Like, you got yeah. played. Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't get it. He's like, what, 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 what? Like a gobsmacked looking to the camera. Like, I think he buddy, should do. just jack off after she leaves. Like, who cares? <laughs> like- <laughs> he definitely did. That's the scene we're missing is he's just sitting there on it. Do they have internet porn in the 90s? Um, well, okay. So the thing is, I feel like they did, but it was, I mean, they probably had like dial up internet and like the state that we see carries computer in i feel like you wouldn't be worth it like he probably has a playboy under his bed um that he can jack off onto <laughs> rather than looking up on the internet because it's not like he has a laptop it's what 1998 or something <laughs> like, yeah 1998 <laughs> yeah so um so icon carrie bradshaw <laughs> yeah and then as she's leaving his apartment she has a meet cue and this guy bumps into her and then another guy helps pick up her stuff. I hate this so much because I hate big so much. It's 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 big. So I guess it is. so big is like uh he's the sort of the main uh romantic interest for Carrie on and off during the whole show. Yes. And he you know he's really handsome. Like he's played by Chris Noth, which probably means nothing to anyone. Um but he's like this he's this you know <laughs> handsome guy. Um he's like in his 40s in a suit like he's pretty well off like like he's got he's got money and um she like she spills his purse and he helps her pick it up and she's got like condoms that fall out and stuff so she's all like wow i'm all embarrassed well it's sort of like wow embarrassed but also i'm a free i'm a free willed sexual woman of the 90s and you know he's clearly into it oh oh yeah yeah, like, he looks back at her and everything after she walks away, and you're just like, hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the first time I watched this show, I saw this, and I was like, you know, yeah, I, I get it. Like, he's this pretty handsome guy, and then this time watching around, I was like, no, I hate you. Yeah, stay away, stay away. <laughs> well, I want to say stay away, but at the same time, Carrie is such a disaster human that the two of them are, like, meant to be together. And, like, we'll get into this, like, throughout the show, because I feel like at this point... Carrie hasn't done anything wrong yet. Not, uh, not really. I mean, this Kurt guy, I realized, is essentially proto-Big. Because it sounds like they had the exact same relationship that she has with Big. Oh, yeah. So, like, on and off, kind of just great sex. But, well, kind of yeah. the same relationship, except for, like, with Big, it's almost like she's got these, like, huge feelings that are just... um I don't know. I, I have no idea what it is. I think she's definitely, it seems like her kind of deal is she is always interested in guys who aren't interested in her or just want to have sex. Oh. Want to keep it casual when she wants love. And it's like, yes. Carrie, you can do better. Uh, yes. But also you can't because you suck. She's a human disaster. Um, I mean, she yeah. writes for a newspaper like once or twice a week, this tiny column. She pretty much has no money. I mean, she's like, she's not exactly, you know, like this super well-off girl. And she also doesn't have a stunning personality either. So like, she doesn't really have <laughs> either going for her. And so... <laughs> this is such a Comedy Central roast. Like, this, this, the whole series is just going to be, oh, Carrie. But that, like, just that, digging into her uh, bit by bit. That's just, what it, she does it to herself, though. And, like, I feel like at this point, it feels unfair to, like... I mean, anyone listening to this, like, you're probably like, why? She hasn't done anything wrong. She will. Just wait. Yeah, she will. <laughs> she'll do... She'll Trust do us. Do loads wrong. Um, 
But so far, she's great. She's wonderful. Yeah, like at the beginning of the show, I was like, I would totally like to be a Carrie because, like, you know, she's just she's she's just different and not different at all. But, <laughs> um, mm. but yeah, so that's big, and we barely get to see him at first. But they bump into each other, and that's kind of like the beginning of of everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, we get like another intro of Carrie's friend Skipper. Uh, oh, Skipper! So he's like this sensitive, nice guy, and I hate him. And he's got this curly hair, and he's got these glasses, and he's like asking Carrie, you know, do you have any friends that I can hook up with? Like, I'm just, I just really want a, a girlfriend, and I, no one likes me because I'm such a nice guy, and you know, like the usual. I hate him. I, I hate him. I really hate I him. I hate him so much. <laughs> so happy you made him too like he seems apparently he's slightly younger than carrie i don't how are these two friends like where did they ever meet i have no idea i like i feel like like, yeah i feel like they said where what his job was but it, it has nothing to do with carrie like maybe they met in college i don't know like for one thing it seems like he's a bit younger and he's also just so whiny oh he's so whiny and he hates he hates the word pussy. He hates the word pussy. And I feel like Carrie probably says that a lot. Yeah, yeah, because Carrie says, like, what does she say? Like, he's, like, what I'm looking for. I think for. he says, like, most men just see women as pussy. And he's like, don't say that. I hate that word. <laughs> I love it so much. It's, like, it's it's great. <sighs> she writes a sex column. What are they, What do they discuss? I know. He's probably just like, I would rather you call it the vagina because I respect, <laughs> I respect the vagina, but I can't respect the pussy. I don't know. And I'm like, he... buddy, just uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a nice, he's such a nice guy. Oh. But they must, I feel, maybe they met in like a women's history class oh. and he was the one who said, <laughs> I think it should be called history. Oh my God. That sounds like that's probably what happened. Yeah. I, I hate him. I really, and I hate his name. What sort of name is Skipper? Skipper and then like later, okay, we'll get to it later. It just, his name okay. is so stupid, but yeah. Cause like so what, stupid. what happens is he's like, Carrie's like, oh, all my friends are older, so I'm not going to hook you up with any of them. And he's like, I like older women. And so mm-hmm. he goes, hmm, well maybe my friend Miranda. And then immediately after, Carrie has this voiceover where she's like, I knew Miranda would hate Skipper. And I'm like, Carrie, you're such a bitch. Like, why would you set up your friend with this horrible guy? She's such... And they're both her friends. So she's just, like, ruining two of her friends' fucking relationships. Oh, she's so dumb. And and so, yeah, so she sets them up and it's just... It's it's so stupid, and like they they end up like all at this club. Well, not all of them, because Charlotte calls yeah, Carrie. So, yeah, and Charlotte's like, I'm going on a date with this guy, and we we saw him before in the uh, the Talking Head section. Yeah, uh, and he's called Capote Duncan. I hate it. He's just this rich piece of shit, which is exactly Charlotte's type, I guess, but... Yeah, like rich, horrible wasps. Well, Charlotte, like, proudly describes herself as a wasp several times throughout the show, like... It's so disturbing. It's like she's proud of it. Well, I mean, I guess might as well be. She's rich, like, I mean, but... I hate she it. She is proper, like, old money, I think. Oh, she's she's big time, yeah. 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 Um, her and Carrie are on the phone, and she's saying she has this date, and so she's not going out to the club with all of them. But Carrie, again, being a bitch, is like, 
Oh, I didn't want to tell Charlotte that this guy is like the most eligible eligible bachelor in the city and he's impossible to get to. Yeah. Why don't you tell your friend like any of these rumors that you've heard about this guy? Uh, yeah, she, I have like, this is like the worst female friendships thing ever, even though like their female <laughs> friendships are like, you know, the cornerstone of this show. It's just, it's, it's so bizarre to me. Like, I mean, I guess she doesn't want to torpedo her friend. Yeah. But I feel like if my friend phoned me up, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I heard about him. He sounds like a kind of a cool guy, but I think he's kind of high in demand. So I hope it goes well. She doesn't say anything. She just kind of ignores whatever, like everything Charlotte is saying. She just ignores and talks to the camera. That's what Carrie does. Carrie has a tendency to like completely ignore everything her friends say and then redirect the conversation to be about herself. Like every single (laughs) episode of the show, she just brings it back to her problems and everyone's just like, just fine with it basically (laughs) yeah but they go to um they go to this club called chaos Chaos. and it's it's what it seems like one of those clubs that's meant to be you know like in the 90s where they have you seen party monster i have not seen party monster (laughs) it's like those like 90s like club kid like really underground like raves oh yeah it feels like it's trying to be that but for rich people yeah that's pretty much it and my favorite thing about it is, like, okay, I gotta say, like, okay, so, I mean, in Canada, the drinking age is 19. I was over it by the time I was, like, at 21, maybe. <laughs> These, like, so Carrie and Samantha and Miranda are in their, like, mid-30s. How are they still clubbing? Like, how are they not so tired and over this? Like, this is it's such a weird club because, I mean, for, like, the purposes of the show, there's not really loud music. Yeah. But this apparently they serve food. They serve like souffle and cottage cheese yeah, in a fucking club. It's wild, and the, I, yeah. I, I, it sounds horrible. It sounds like a really horrible place to go. Yeah, it. Well, I mean, it just looks horrible, and then everyone's smoking inside the club too, of course, because it's the nineties, and it's it's definitely not like any of the clubs I've ever been to before. No, they're smoking cigars. It true, must be horrible in there. True, they're smoking cigars at one point too. It's just. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I sort of, I do want to talk about um that what Samantha, how Samantha describes big. Yes, I very, I, I have notes about this. <laughs> For sure, it threw me for a loop. Yes, um, she, she calls. So they see big at the bar. Yeah, which dude? He's like in his forties. Why is he at a club? He's like forty something years old. Like, dude, what? (laughs) But yeah, have you ever been to a club and there's like someone there who's like in their forties, and you're like, um, hi? They're they're always creepy. There is a guy. So I used to work at this deli for like years, and there was a guy who came in every single Saturday, and I want to say he was about seventy, and we called him Grandpa Barstar. Um, so basically, he would come in every Saturday at like two p.m. He would come in with his wife, and he would be like, "Oh, I'm so hungover. I was at the club last night." He was like seventy years old. He always wore these Hard Rock Cafe shirts, and. I would see pictures on Facebook from the clubs and he would be in them. Like, he was literally going oh out partying God. every Friday night. 
with these young people. Maybe there's an age where it becomes cool again. It's like a, you know, a graph. I feel like 40, 50, eh. when you're in your like 70s to 80s, imagine if Bernie was in the club. Oh my God, I could imagine that. But this is like a three quarter life crisis or something. Like <laughs> it's, it's just, it's wild to me. So anyway, 40 is like old, but at the same time, Grandpa Barstar is, you know, he tops big for sure. So <laughs> anyway, let's get back to what, what, how they're describing this guy because it's great. Yeah. So Carrie is like checking him out and Samantha goes, Oh, he's the next Donald Trump, but younger and good looking. Yup. So, okay. So, okay. Let me ask you a question. In the Sex in the City universe, do you think Big is currently the president? Oh no. And other question, do you, how much more destructive and powerful do you think Donald Trump would be if he was as attractive as Mr. Big? He's like if like if JFK and Donald Trump combined into a person because yeah. he has that kind of charisma and he's also a catholic. Yeah, exactly. And it's like what a way to describe this this person and how is that supposed to make me interested in him how is that supposed to make anyone like him i know i mean i guess like at that point donald trump was like not like i mean he was clearly seen differently than he is today by the general public but he still i mean he wasn't really popular though yeah like because this was before the apprentice and everything this was just like he was just whatever he was back in the 90s like a businessman or whatever so like before the apprentice he was like a very big like new york celebrity yeah which i guess makes you know, you sense. always see him in stuff where like it's set in new york for some reason he's just in like in home alone yeah and like because i know that in friends they talk about him in like one of the early seasons like still in the 90s they're like oh we saw donald trump at the trump tower or something like that and so like i guess people did he was still, like, a relatively well-known guy, just, like... It just aged yeah. terribly. Well, I mean, I don't think he was even... <laughs> he was still horrifying back then, too, but, like, now <laughs> he's just, you know, the whole... That's a whole different podcast, I guess. Listen to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm on that, too, so... uh if you want to listen to me moaning about Donald Trump for an hour and a half, you can do that. The best part about this is that neither of us are, or neither of us are American. So, I mean, I'm Canadian <laughs> and you're English. So, did did, did you know I'm English? I mean, uh, well, you know, I thought you could have been Australian from your accent because <laughs> I can't tell the difference. <laughs> you know what's really nice about this podcast is that it's not one of those ones where it takes you 20 episodes to figure out who's who because we don't sound the same at all <laughs> i thought i was like oh this is so great everyone's gonna be able to tell us apart it's great yeah it's good um yeah so big is the uh the next donald trump except younger and much better looking and and then samantha like proceeds to go over and try to flirt with him and he basically just completely shuts her down which is like samantha's all annoyed about it because who shuts down samantha jones you know she's like the queen slut of new york city who would who would put her down and uh <laughs> um oh yeah kurt's back yes so we bump into him because apparently everyone goes to the same club every night this horrible club where they serve cottage cheese and everyone's smoking cigars it's awful. great cool it's awful yeah and and then so she bumps into kurt and he's like he's basically just like 
so you finally want what I want. Just, you know, like, hit me up anytime you want to have meaningless sex. And Carrie's kind of like, if having sex like a man is supposed to make me feel so good, then why do I feel so bad? I mean, she doesn't say exactly that, but that's, like, basically, like, <laughs> that's basically what it she says. It was a pretty good impression. It was good. <laughs> Um, and so, like, the whole moral is, you know, like, men and women are so fundamentally different. You can't just have sex like a man because women are not men. And it's like, oh, my God. The women have emotions. Women have emotions and men are just sex machines. Um, this is literally men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Like, Basically. If you want to just read the book version. Yeah, exactly. But why would I read the book version when I could watch the Sex in the City version? Yeah, there's no boobs in the book. That's true. And there are very boobs in this show because it's on HBO. There was boobs in like the first five minutes of the show. Yeah, but the weird thing is you never see uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, yeah. So of the main... <laughs> you never see... She's- yeah, you don't see her boobs, but you see all the other main girls' so boobs. So we see, we see Samantha's the most. We see Samantha's boobs a lot. Mm. Um, we see Miranda's a couple times. Charlotte, I'm not sure if we ever see Charlotte's boobs. Um, <laughs> this is just a great... We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Can't wait. I just can't wait. But yeah, never Sarah Michelle <laughs> Gert. Never Sarah Jessica Parker. I can never remember her name. Oh my god. <laughs> um, meanwhile, we... Miranda has a date with Skipper at this same club. Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about him anymore, but I I know we need to. We need to. And so so basically they get into this conversation and Miranda's like, oh, so you're saying women are either beautiful or they're interesting. And I just love this cynical bitch so much. Um, Me too. I love her. (laughs) Because I feel like this is a conversation I have had with a man before in some sort of bar. Yeah, yeah basically he's like oh no 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 and then he like has her, his hand on her knee and she's like are you have your hand on my leg and it's great and he's like no 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 no. i'm not trying to be all creepy and they they end up leaving the club and Miranda's kind of like look you're a real nice guy but like and he's like so he ends up kissing her and then she kisses him back and i'm like miranda you can do so much better and then she like throws him up against the wall i know i'm like you're gonna break this boy um (laughs) (laughs) i think he wants that he probably does because skipper is just i i just hate him why is he i don't like him and i know he's in the show like later too and it's just like oh i don't want you here you're not even nice to look at like at least big is nice to look at but he's just a disaster and miranda keeps calling him skippy yes like it's skipper and i'm like well don't have the name skipper i know that's what i was gonna say earlier yeah his name is so stupid and she keeps calling him skippy and i'm like it's the same thing they both sound just as stupid so it's not like a it's not a, a grown man's name no you know when like someone's like i'm gonna call my son toby and you're like <laughs> like skylar yeah when was the last time you met like a 40 year old man called skylar i literally have never met anyone named skylar before i don't think or like tyler all those sort of like Jaden. Those names where it's like, eh, that's, that's cute for like a 13 year old. If I knew a, if my like cousin's friend was called Skipper, I'd be like, hey, Skip. But if someone came up to me in a club and was like, hi, I'm Skipper. Do you mind if I buy you a drink? I'd say no. Like, do you think that's his name on his birth certificate? Or do you think his parents were just like really big Gilligan's Island fans? Or like, I don't know. Do you think it's like, do you think it's like Chet where it's like short for something? I don't think so. What could it be short for like Skipathy. Skip. <laughs> yeah, like skip. Uh, I don't even know. I hate it. Skip to fur. 
like Stevie Wonder is called Stevlin, so Skipland. I don't know. It's stupid. I hate it. It's really bad, and literally anything would be better. Just call yourself, like, Pete or something. That's not a great name, but call your- like, just literally anything would be better. <laughs> but this is a real name-hate episode, because the Charlotte's Date Capote- Yep. Like, that's not a name either. That's not a name either. Oh, one other thing I kind of wanted to bring up is we keep- so we keep calling Big- big like this is he ha- he doesn't have a name at this point and he doesn't get a name for the entire show until the series finale so like i'm not gonna spoil what his name is but no but i think it's even only his first name and then the movie gives his full exactly. name exactly and so we don't know his name at all throughout the whole show because carrie literally refers to him as big for the entire series and all her friends call him that too and like the idea is like he's not called big because he has like a big dick or anything like a, i mean maybe he, he does too but like the whole idea is he's called big because he's like he's got lots of money and he's got this like he's just living like the big life and stuff like that like i don't know it's yeah he's really powerful i mean he i mean he looks like a big guy like he is he, he, tall. he is big he probably does have a big dick he, he probably does yeah so like that's just what they call him for the entire show and it's that's his name like in her column like she just calls him big and it's kind of funny that he like knows that too because there's times in the show where he's like i read your column and it's like what would you do if you found out a girl was calling you big in a newspaper like like don't give him that power <laughs> i know <laughs> the amount i feel like he would really like it but i i i've been in situations where i've had to sort of like pull someone aside and say hey don't compliment that guy too much because he has an ego yeah this guy's clear like he's got money he's like like he clearly knows he's the shit like he doesn't need any Mm. more like don't tell him that because he'll just and he does yeah he like overpowers everything because he knows he can yeah exactly and i hate him yeah he's so hateable he's like a, a rich white guy in new york who's a complete dick to everyone he's very hateable and yet we're supposed to like root for him and carrie kind of it's like you kind of like i don't know if you're supposed to want them to be together or not i don't know what the show wants you to think it's almost like i guess it's kind of like because it's the 90s and because it's hbo they're trying to be kind of like maybe slightly gritty and so they kind of want you to be like oh you know carrie's really an anti-hero and this guy's kind of shitty but like you want them to be together despite the fact that they're both shitty i guess yeah i mean carrie really is an anti-hero like i said this before but i think because she does you root for her even though she does make poor decisions and she kind of is like a victim of her own vices oh like smoking literally big drinking partying sex shoes but you still booze uh shoes yeah dresses tutus yep it's it's yeah (laughs) she's a disaster she is but you still want her to succeed and do well oh exactly yeah because she is like the hero of the show even though she is really an anti-hero so I guess we should get to Charlotte's date. Charlotte's on a date, and for some, they're having a, f- a formal first date. Yeah, it's like at an art gallery. Yeah, like she's wearing this gorgeous dress, though. Oh yeah, she looks beautiful. Like she's she's great. She's having a good time. And yeah, it looks like the dress from you know in the Little Mermaid where Ariel gets legs and she comes oh, out and she's wearing yes. that sparkly dress. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Yes, that's literally the dress she's wearing. It's amazing. It's good. Well, Charlotte's rich, so she has, like, all kinds of really nice clothes. I mean, then again, so does Carrie, and she's poor as shit. But, like... 
Anyway. <laughs> just, I can't imagine being asked out on a date and they're like, want to go to the opera, by the way, you need a formal dress. Yeah. Like, I don't have a formal dress. First date and it's like kind of last minute too. Like, yeah. 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 So at the end of their whole date at this gallery place, so he's like, oh, you know, do you want to go back to my place? And she's like, well, it's kind of late. I'm kind of tired. But then she's like, you know, I don't want to, you know call things off too early and stuff so she decides to go back Mm. to his place and i feel like this is such a waste of a trip like she spends two minutes at his apartment to look at this painting she he has on his wall and then he she goes to take a cab home which like what a waste of trip like just it's really weird you think you'd have like a drink carry on the conversation like make out for a bit and then go yeah because like they kiss a little bit but then it's kind of like okay time to go like two minutes later And so he gets her into this cab and she like gives the address. And then at the last second, the guy like jumps into the cab and he's like, tells the guy to drive to this club. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I th- I thought when he was getting in, I was like, oh, he's going to go back to her place because she said she needs to get up early. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then... <laughs> no, he's going to this club and his reason is ridiculous. It's so good because she's like, what the fuck? Well, she doesn't say what the fuck because she's Charlotte, but she's like, what are you doing? You're going to the club? And he's like, yeah, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I get your whole thing and I respect it, but I just really need to have sex tonight. <laughs> I was like, I, 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 It's a lot. It's so much. And I'm just like, what the hell? Anyway, there's like, just take another cab. Right? Like, why do you have to do it in the same cab as her? Like, it really just, it's it's like, you're, I don't even know. This guy has no fucking game, no. right? Because here's the thing. He could have had the best of both worlds. Yeah. He could have waited or called a cab or got another one because it's New York. There's fucking 500 cabs, like, per street. Yeah. And then... He could have phoned up Charlotte the next morning and been like, I had a great date. Let's go out again. He could have done that. He could have had both, I, my guy. I guess just for the- You're stupid. It's really just for the plot, I guess, because we just have to show how much of an ass he was and how offended Charlotte is about it. Like, I guess that's like the only reason, because any person who's not an idiot would just do that. Like, they would just yeah. get a different cab, but it's it's so stupid. The fucking capote. Yeah. And then what we find out after is, like, he goes to the club and he ends up going home with Samantha <laughs> at the end of the night, which is just, like, it's, what a small city, I love right? It. What a small world. <laughs> they go back to his place and then it seems like this is, he goes down her straight away. Oh, yeah. Like, he's just, like, they get into the door. They don't even, like, sit on the couch or the bed or anything. They're just, like, in the front doorway. And he starts, like, pulling her dress down. And then he just starts going down on her. And I'm like, well, (laughs) Charlotte's missing out. (laughs) Like, she could have had this, but. She honestly is. Uh, and just the look on Samantha's face is just like, I don't even know. Samantha's like my hero in so many she ways. Is. But what kind of radar do they have to, I don't know, find men that, uh, just immediately go down on them? I have no idea. I just, it's, it's just wild to me that this guy's going out with Charlotte and then ends up going home with Samantha completely separate of them ever even seeing each other. I just don't understand, but also it's TV. I mean, do you think Carrie, do you think they had a brunch like after and then it, they found out? I don't, uh, maybe it just goes unspoken for the entire series. That would be great. I feel like it just goes unspoken because I feel like it's one of those things where Samantha's just slept with so many guys that like they just, 
that she just doesn't even bother telling them about it at some point. Yeah, she literally says, like, oh, I just forget about them, like, as soon as she's had sex with them. Because, like, that's her character, basically. <laughs> I love Samantha so yeah. much. She's so good. She's great. Like, she, she has a couple very extremely problematic episodes, but, like, as a whole, Samantha's really good. <laughs> um, she is. The episode finishes with Carrie. Yeah, this is the bit that I said I had a bit of an uh, alarming response to, because she's out at like god knows what time in the morning uh trying to find a cab and she's like i guess i'll walk home i can't <laughs> so she's probably like half drunk and she's gonna go walk home by herself in the middle of the night okay great idea carrie and then she decides since she can't find a cab uh a car pulls up to her oh it's big and he's got his own private driver of course like he's in the back of the car with his private driver yeah. because he's you know that rich right he sucks. Oh, I hate him. I really do. Yeah. He sucks. I was about to say he's the Ben Boykovich of this show because he has a private driver, but no one who watches this probably watches Secret Life. Uh, <laughs> unless you're also a fan of Jerkinet. <laughs> anyway, uh, I hate people who have private drivers, even if they're characters in TV shows. Um, so, yeah, so Carrie gets in the car to get a ride home, and, like, they start talking, and he asks her, like, what she does for a living, and she calls herself kind of a sexual anthropologist. Which is a fun way to describe it. Also, she gets into a car with a guy she's never spoken to. The thing to. is, Carrie Bradshaw? Smart. And not dumb. This sounds, this is, this is, I know it's for the plot. But it's really not a good she idea. She starts telling them about how, like, what she does for a living is she, like, she, reach, she researches women having sex like men. Well, she writes for a sex column, and this week it's researching women having sex like men. And he says, you're not like that. And she says, aren't you? And then he's like, not even a drop. And my notes, I wrote, which, lol, <laughs> with, like, eight O's, because are you fucking... <laughs> I think I wrote liar big fuck off that is just i hate you and yeah so carrie's like what's wrong with you and he's like oh i get it you've yeah. never been in love and like fuck off yeah and then she says have you and he says she like gets out of the car lately. first and then she like turns around thinking and knocks on the window to ask him that which like what you, like, you don't even know this guy and I just, I hate that that's such an iconic line. Ugh. absolutely. fucking Yeah. But why don't, they, they don't even swap numbers. It's so rom-com of like, we'll bump into each other, it's fate. It's so weird because like, New York City is so fucking big and like, their whole relationship at the start is like, so serendipitous of them just running into each other casually. Like, that doesn't, like, that doesn't happen you would have run into him before if that was the case. Like, I don't understand. No. Like, unless he's deliberately showing up where he knows you're going to be, like, it doesn't... I just... He is very creepy, and she's very desperate, and so, like, together it works, and yet somehow that's not what happens. They just <laughs> run into each other over and over again until they eventually start like for real dating and but that's for later episodes yeah i mean i feel like if i if i bumped into a guy and he was cute i'd be like oh okay cool and then i saw him again i'd be like oh either he's stalking me or it is destiny neither no weird um but this episode ends <laughs> but it ends on a freeze frame i've seen worse <laughs> freeze frame endings i mean like i don't know if you watch twin peaks but the scene like where Josie freezes, where she freezes into, oh, yeah. like, the wooden cabinet doorknob is, like, probably the most iconic freeze frame ending scene of all time. But anyway, that's just completely unrelated to this. <laughs> that's for another podcast, and 
We would just have like a, every single show we end up talking about, we'll just have to make a different podcast for that. So this was, sure was a pilot. Yeah, it definitely, I mean, I think I, I kind of, I went to watch it and I was like, oh, there's only 20, like 25 minutes. Will we have enough to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. So much stupid stuff happens. Um, I definitely, I feel like we, it was a good pilot. It set everything up, but just the sort of, knowing what's going to happen later. I feel like it gives a really good, you know, without having to, you know, spend too much time on the other characters, it really gives you, like, an idea of the four main girls and, like, what their thing is. So that kind of sets us up for uh, for the rest of the season. And I don't know, like, it really does kind of say what the whole show is about, which is, like, why is it so hard to date in New York in the 90s? And it's... I mean, the answer might surprise you, but it's because these women are pieces of shit. Um, <laughs> but also, but also the people they're dating are also pieces <laughs> of shit. So it's kind of like a two-way thing. Um, but I mean, that's kind of the show, and I'm I'm super excited to kind of get into some of these later episodes because I know there's some really really great stuff coming up that I can't wait to talk about. Oh, there's some gems. There really is. Basically watching this, I was really excited to keep going because this show is just, it's its a bad show, but it's really fun. Like, I, I really do love it, even though it's incredibly faulted and incredibly dated. But like, the dated part of it is what really makes it for me, I think. Yeah, it really is. I, I can't wait for it to get more dated and someone like pulls out a pager or something. It's going to be great. There's some, there's some interesting things. And like, of course, the show is also set in New York, like over the turn of the millennium so like there's like a point in the show where they have to take the two towers like out of the the opening theme and replace them with like the empire state building and you're like oh this really was the 2000s okay so yeah yeah, it has literally no impact on their lives (laughs) like literally no impact on their lives but yeah but that's it that's the show and i'm I'm looking forward to uh, the next couple of episodes well couple all of it really but me too i can't wait for season one to be over and we don't have to do these stupid cutaways yeah do you want to promote your twitter or anything um, sure. So, like, you can find me on Twitter at Age of Oddish, um, and on Tumblr at Windfall Island, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm on Tumblr as, uh, Dork Phoenix, and if you do listen to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, then I'm on that sometimes. It's a really good podcast. You should also listen to that. But I feel like anyone who listens to this is probably coming here from that, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so if you don't already listen to it, listen to it. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, hope you enjoy listening to us again. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but we'll see you soon. 